are tuned to WMF Radio 88.5 FM. This is your host for Community Speaks, Patro Mobili. And, of course, this is an opportunity for you to chime in on what is happening in the world today. The number to call is 813-239-9663. And you can also write me, DJ, at WMNF.org. Irene stands ready to take your telephone calls, and I'm ready to deal with some of the issues we are all dealing with today. The um, Florida legislature, it appears that the Florida legislature is going to meet again this year. The Hillsborough County residents are waking up this morning. It appears the former Hillsborough State Attorney, Andrew Warren, will not seek re-election. We will hear a statement from Andrew Warren today on Community Speaks. Another special session, of course, of the Florida legislature starts Tuesday, unlike last year's session when Ron DeSantis demanded a slate of fascist laws from the legislature to prop up his right-wing campaign for president. This session has a lot of lawmakers wondering what this session will produce. The property insurance market in Florida is busted, so two Republican lawmakers may propose what their party would usually call the socialist measure. They're going to propose that in the legislative session. That is to allow citizens' insurance coverage to expand and in New York, reparations for enslavement. That movement is having another moment. Uh, But we are going to Stay focused here on Florida for the meantime as we talk about these issues. This is Community Speaks, as I said. Uh, This is the public affairs program that extends public affairs for another hour so we can talk to you and take emails from you as we deal with the issues that we are dealing with. The governor, of course, there's a special session starting tomorrow, but the governor, of course, is running for president. He's far away from home and the legislatures this year says they notice and uh, we're going to, of course, be taking a, uh, we're going to be listening out for what they're going to be trying to come up with in the Florida legislature this year. Uh, but after removing state attorney Andrew Warren from office, who broke no law or showed no incompetency, the governor seems to be a proud boy when it comes to dictatorial autocratic behavior he is currently a reactionary voice regarding the removal of president trump from the ballot now he's reacting talking about the governor that is is in reactionary mode talking about removing joe biden from the ballot in florida and of course that is not his decision to make but the fact that he brought it up means that what of removing donald trump from the ballot in Florida, and uh, because unlike, you know, the last White House resident, Joe did not incite a violent insurrection on the Capitol building, yet this governor claims he is looking into ways to keep Joe Biden off the ballot, and of course, as I said, it's not his decision to make, but the decision they should be making, nobody wants in the state of Florida to talk about The Supreme Court needs to be looking into whether or not Florida should include Trump on the ballot after inciting an insurrection in the nation's capital and on the Capitol building. And so what of keeping 45 off the ballot in Florida? And this tit-for-tat politics is designed to create a stranglehold 
on any progress from any attempt to hold a fascist accountable in America. But here in Hillsborough County, we are waking up, as I said, to this news that our elected state attorney is not going to seek re-election. That is, Andrew Warren will not seek re-election. But let's listen to him as he explains in his own words and tells us why. Here's Andrew Warren. Stay tuned to Community Speaks as we talk about it on the other side. I'm Andrew Warren, the duly elected state attorney of Hillsborough County. In 2016, I ran for state attorney to make Hillsborough safer for my family and everyone else's and to make our system better. I'm so proud of what we accomplished. Crime went down 30%. We aggressively prosecuted violent crime, gun crime and sexual assault, and we created successful diversion and prevention programs. I kept my promises to this community, and if I hadn't been state attorney, an innocent man would have died in prison, the actual perpetrators would have gotten away with the rapes and murders of two young women, and the victims' families would not have the justice they deserve after 40 years. Fill a Fifth Avenue and get away with it. Well, Ron DeSantis, trying to out-Trump Trump, shot democracy in the middle of our courthouse, and he's gotten away with it. I've been planning to run for re-election since the day I was suspended. But the governor has made clear that he doesn't care about the will of the voters or our democracy, and that he's willing to break state and federal law to keep me from serving as state attorney. Because the courts have let this illegal political stunt stand, if I ran and won, he could suspend me again for whatever bogus reason he wanted. And then we'd be right back where we are today, with an illegal, unqualified political appointee installed in the job. I care about the state attorney's office in this community too much to have that cloud of uncertainty hanging over us. So I've decided not to run for a position that I've won twice and would win again. For 17 months, I've had countless people urge me to run for re-election. Democrats and Republicans, lawyers and business leaders, cops and civilians. I know people will be disappointed because they want me back as state attorney. But this fight has always been about more than me. Ron DeSantis broke our democracy, and it's too fragile and too important to let him do it again. So I'll take one for the team and not run, as I continue to challenge the illegal suspension in court and fight to serve out my term on behalf of the community that elected me. I want to thank the dedicated public servants and the state attorney's office, the law enforcement officers who put their lives on the line to keep us safe, and all our criminal justice partners. Finally, I want to thank the people of Hillsborough. You believed in my vision, you placed your trust in me, and you've stood with me against the governor's illegal stunt. It has been my privilege to serve, and I look forward to finding new ways to build a safer, stronger Florida. That was Andrew Warren saying that he's not going to stand for re-election for state attorney in Florida because, as he said, the governor could fire him once again and install someone else. And right now that someone else is Susie Lopez, who has said she will seek to be elected, duly elected to that office. Uh, but I'm going to be interested in seeing who runs against her, the uh, governor's selection, selected pick for attorney general. 
State Attorney General Hillsborough County. We saw that Orange County also lost its state attorney for the same reasons, just because of politics. And we're going to continue to deal with this in this state, this reactionary politics in the state for as long as the Republicans continue to hold sway in the legislature and prop up this kind of behavior. And uh, not just in this state, but in this uh, in the in the White House as well, in the presidential run as well, this uh, Florida was trying, this governor was trying to send fake electors so that he could uh, seat the loser of the 2020 election and uh, basically giving aid and comfort to insurrectionists. I think almost that any governor who gave aid and comfort should also be locked out of the ballot for president. But we're going to see what happens, what develops as time goes on but can we really hold fascists accountable in america when you have a party that has been busy looking for ways to prop them up and uh we're going to see if the supreme court acts in the same fashion as they deal with this question as to whether or not because of the insurrection that these states like colorado and maine can keep him off the ballot and that's just going to be a question that the courts are going to have to deal with a lot of people don't trust the Supreme Court, even though those three num those three people who forty five selected for the court don't owe him anything when it comes to this question. This question has to be settled since it hasn't been dealt with in a couple of hundred years. It needs to finally be settled once and for all. There's too many times when the fascists of this country, the party of fascists in this country continue to change the rules when things aren't going their way. Just imagine if we were playing a football game and the referee decided to just change the rules during the game as the game went on when his preferred team was losing. So that's not the way to run a democracy in this country. And uh, the right wing doesn't like the fact that the Democratic uh, president President Joe Biden is running on that. The fact that this democracy is under threat. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. Uh, how are we going to deal politically with a governor that just turns people out of office? But also, how will Florida legislators tomorrow deal with the insurance crisis? Uh, there's a, a funny story that two Florida Republicans are considering a socialist model to combat the soaring insurance crisis because of politics, political reasons, a lot of people uh, on the right have been attracted to come to, to move to the state only to be shocked by the fact that if they do buy a home, own a home in this state, that it's going to be very difficult to get homeowners insurance, at least at a good price. But there's some, many of these insurance Major, at least some 15 major insurance companies have left Florida. They're not writing insurance uh, uh, contracts in Florida at all uh, because the cost of home insurance, because of that, the cost of home insurance have ballooned in the Sunshine State in recent years. And Floridians are paying $6,000 on average on last year to pay, you know, their insurance premiums, the highest premiums in the entire country, according to data from Insurance Information Institute. Uh, so a lot of people have had to turn to citizens insurance 
which has been considered the insurance of last resort when the private insurance companies won't write you a, pri- uh, a, a claim, uh, rather a contract. And the legislatures are now going to consider whether or not you can expand citizens' insurance to cover more than just a million dollar homes, maybe expand it to a million and a half dollar homes. So it seems like the rich are trying to find ways to to maintain in this state. So even the rich are having problems in this state covering their one and a half million dollar homes. And if they want to stay here and continue to have sway on politics, they are going to have to find a way to resolve that insurance crisis problem. Uh, so these uh, Democrats have been making proposals all this time, but now these two Republicans are considering the idea of expanding citizens' property insurance coverage. And is sponsored by two Republicans, Jim Mooney and Senator Anna Maria Rodriguez. And so we're going to be watching that in the legislature. If nothing else is going to go on, at least that'll be something to watch to see whether or not that happens. In the meantime, giving relief to renters in Florida because, you know, landlords have just been given way too much sway, way too much power to exploit people in the rental market. And uh, leases are the cost of an apartment is going up. One bedroom apartment could cost easily $1,900 a month in this city, in this county, and across the state. And so hopefully the legislature will come up with ways of giving people renters, uh, giving renters some relief in the, at the pocket, in their pockets, and giving, you know, some rules to landlords, giving some tenants bill of rights and giving landlords you know, reading them the riot act is that you just can't keep exploiting people, just can't keep going up on rent, and yet your properties are continuing to depreciate, you know. So hopefully the legislature will finally figure out the fact that there are more than just rich folks living in this state who need some relief in the pocketbook. 813-239-9663. I'm curious to hear from you as we get started on 2024, there's going to be elections this year, and you know it's probably going to be considered the year of elections around the world because we're going to see, you know, people going to the polls. We're going to see leaders uh, who don't believe in democracy. They will engage in democracy in order to get the get some kind of power. Uh, you have some kind of right to power, so. You know, but if things don't go their way or when they don't want to leave power, you know, certainly they don't believe in democracy. Uh, we're going to be keeping a watch on the elections here in the state. We're going to be keeping a watch on, of course, the presidential election and how the ballots go, how the Supreme Court's rule across this country in terms of whether or not an insurrectionists can be allowed to even run because people have been asking that question. Uh, and meanwhile, certain states are dealing with the issues of reparations. Uh, a growing number of states and local municipalities are launching task forces and programs to examine possible reparations for African-American descendants of enslavement and Jim Crow era discrimination. A once fringe idea that's increasingly going mainstream. And it's important to include the Jim Crow era. It goes beyond slavery and when violence had 
really peaked in this country. Growing number of states and local municipalities are going to start dealing with this question. This is no longer considered a niche or special conversation. This is something that we have to do, and that's according to at least one New York state representative. Uh, so they're talking about racial inequality. Racial inequality is an uncomfortable conversation. It always has been in this country. It's not going to get any easier to feel that it's a decision that is actually a path to begin to heal this community. Uh, but in New York in particular, it's interesting because, you know, we hear the term Wall Street all the time. That wall that they're referring to were built by enslaved people in New York, a state where enslaved people built the wall for which Wall Street is named. And so New York joins California in examining what reparations should be considered to close today's wealth and education gaps connected to the legacy of enslavement and racial violence. And African-Americans continue to feel the intergenerational impacts of slavery and of the historic injustices that have occurred since then. It is due time for compensation and redress. That's according to a California civil rights attorney uh, in referring to uh, the New York bill to create a task force. So at least a task force is one way to start the conversation. Uh, there are court petitions that date back to the 1700s that should be looked at, you know, when it comes to whether or not people have access to land, had access to land that was taken away from them in some violent way, as we saw in Rosewood and Nicoe, Florida, and in many places around this country. Uh, there were people who were finding out as they traced their ancestry that there were uh, some of their ancestors who were of African descent, African-American ancestors who actually started small communities, communities of sharecroppers who had small parcels of land that they turned into little towns and communities. And then out of jealousy, oftentimes those communities were raised, burned to the ground. So there needs to be some redress economically about the history of that kind of violence that took place after slavery, after the Reconstruction era. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. In the meantime, we have reactionary governors who are trying to go the opposite way, protect the legacy of slavery, protect Confederate statues, you know, protect that, that whole thing under tradition, as they call it. But it's a waste of time. There's always going to be this need for redress of justice that is historical in nature. 813-239-9663. This is Patrick Mobili, your host for Community Speaks, and I'm anxious to take your telephone calls. I'm going to go and talk to uh, a friend, Ron in Mango, to talk about what's happening. Go ahead, Ron. You say what? I say uh, good day and good rise to you, Mobile, and to Same America too. as it should be. Not make it great again, just make it rise like it's been rising. But, right. Um, <laughs> you, you got some things going on there. One, when you touched on the uh, reparations, I've been seeing stuff on the YouTube. Uh, one uh, thing in particular that has showed the reparation roles and where everybody, you know, from Asian to you name it, had got reparations and how much they had actually gotten for reparations and when it came to it. The so-called Negroes, there was zero paid out for the depth of land and the displacement and et cetera, man, the psychological trauma. 
Yeah. You know, so yeah, that that that's an open book, and it, it should have been closed a long time ago before money went to any of these other countries and to like they give it to Israel all the time. They should have been gave that money to uh, African Americans to uh, you know enlighten themselves. They had to enlighten themselves and be very creative to be at the level they at. And it was no thanks to uh, this government or this country at all. Okay. I mean, every time what they say, every time you take a Two steps forward, they pull us back down. Right, it's by design. And yeah. uh, go ahead, Nabila, I'm sorry. No, you can go ahead and finish. I was just gonna say, you know, beyond the fact that it's by design, you have this country trying to go the opposite direction and and increase the ignorance. They don't even want to know the history anymore. Well, well, it's the same old thing. I used I say the same old thing, different day, same old thing, different way. But you can reverse that how you want to, but. You look at the fact that uh, we ain't going, we're supposed to be progressing. They, I mean, you got a man that's supposed to be a man in outer space, everything. But we're going regressive as far as sociologically, politically, economically. Just everything else but that. And it, it's pathetic. And uh, I, I wanted to say, say this to you yesterday, but y'all was on a different subject, but it would have worked. I know you didn't hear about this report down in uh, Bayside Mall. In Miami, mm -mm. it's about some uh, giant things that came into the mall and ran all the people. And if you see the amount of police that they had there, you could not believe. They said it was over some kids with a stick fight. I mean, it was like a mile full of cops. And they said that something actually happened there, and they covered it up. Mm. But my son had been popping on it every day, and I'm listening. They had a couple of people speak out, and then they had people retracting their statements and all kind of stuff. So they said it was some abnormal behavior, abnormal activity. Is all I can say. And they said they had it out in uh, Las Vegas a year ago or something. It's been popping off all around. So, like I always say, it's, you know, it's a lot bigger than us. And like I told my son, you know, man, finally he creates a situation, then he got a solution. That's <laughs> the way this man worked that we dealing with. <laughs> I don't know if it's a man, it's a system, or whatever. But I guess we could put a man on the front of it or whatever. D-man, D-mon. A lot of people get into it for their own purposes. We know that the last president did everything for himself. It's all about yeah, himself. But, yeah, for himself, he kind of tricked the other people. I mean, he did. Oh, speaking of that, Mabile, I think he was the one who did the uh, final snag on the Social Security thing I read the other day that uh, this is why they keep saying it's going broke. You know, they have been taking a lot of money out of it. I talk about this and get off. Um so they have two ways that it runs. One way is that you have your uh, actual amount of money there, which I'll say is the capital. Then they had it where it gains interest at a 2.5%. I think Chris used to hit on this sometimes. So they what they're doing is in 2026 or something coming up, they will no longer be paying you out of the interest, which was used to be humongous. See what I'm saying? It was trillions of dollars because you had trillions in the, in the uh, pension and trust fund. And they've been borrowing, taking it, mm -hmm. trying to break it. So now they're going to take the money directly out of the actual capital or the pension. So that's going to reduce drastically. And it's going to, at the same time, eat up the interest over there that you can't touch no more. Yeah. So that's how they call themselves going to dissolve Social Security, bro. Yeah. Good luck with that because, you but know. Nah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's, that's, that, that's look like what they tried to do. I, I, they said Biden is trying to do stuff. But, I mean, you know. That's kind of very insidious, though, man. Just like, it's people's money, just like you're talking about the governor, 
who's really overreaching and de facto type government. We are the de facto, you know, you just make the law what you want is de facto, bro. Mm -hmm. That's de facto. So forever, kudos to Mr. Warren for the job he did, man. He did an excellent job. He maintained his uh, uh, decorum doing all that uh, onslaught, I'll call it. That's how they do you in this country when they uh, pick a bone with you. They don't act like gentlemen. So <laughs> okay. I don't think they know what that. You see how they talk about each other in the politics? That's what I don't even want to deal with that. You got him talking about the man bites doing this. Uh, you know, the other one doing this. The other one's a good guy. He's just all garbage, man. It is Why garbage. Yeah. They're not serving the people. Like, none of that serves people. That's what I'm saying. And we're supposed to be electing these people to do to act like they're on Peyton Place. You know, you, you didn't wait mm -hmm. to die straight the other day. Ah, ha, ha, ha. You know what, man? What is this? God, bunch of, well, meanwhile, people are suffering. All right? Right. Yeah, they don't have answers for that. That's what I'm saying. They don't have they answers. got all the jokes and the answers. Way to take it, divert the funds and do all this in a discretionary spending. And all the time, you just got a blind eye to the abject poverty, overt racism, and political genocide on people. And they're always fighting their wars. I mean, this governor, as you talk about Social Security, this governor of Florida has been trying to do what he can to trash the whole idea and then look for ways of politically going after it, even though it's the third rail of politics, but he's trying to say there are people who are on Social Security who are lying. No, it's only 25. <laughs> I saw the other day the statistics. only 25% of the population. So what? He want to destroy that little class, yeah. people class welfare to the max. Right. Yeah, like what What you got to do there? Even if they're on religious aspects, they said you take care of the poor to that degree. That's one-fourth. One-fourth of your... Society, why are you picking on that? Why are you even bothering that? Right. Just like the African American people, why are you even bothering them? Thirteen percent of your population, you got them grossly overwhelmed in your industrial complex. Clearly, for his own political gain. I mean, they clearly yeah. don't care about people and about public. Even when it comes to COVID, now him and his black attorney, Surgeon General, want to trash the vaccine, even though. It is rising. Wastewater showing that people are coming down with all three of these respiratory illnesses that we're going to get every year. This is something that we have to live with. But now he feels this is the time to trash the vaccine. Don't take the RNA vaccine. Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't get their money out like they wanted to. So they saying, get, you know how they go, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's for their own personal politics. You know, it doesn't they the care less about the right, right. the people's I, I health. Mm -hmm. I know the whole thing. Uh, I had, was talking to a lady. She told me she didn't. She said she just fed up with Big Pharma. <laughs> we were just talking one day, and we were talking about herbal things. And she's like, "Oh, Big Pharma, I know. I'm just added with them because it's just on ongoing thing." And and not politicized to the point where you don't know which way to go with these people, man. Yeah, you could be a, you could be upset and with big pharma, but that has nothing to do with the current vaccine. The fact of the matter is, we got the vaccine for free. Governments paid for the vaccine, so it's it's really a disconnect to talk about trashing the vaccine while because you hate big pharma. It's just no, politicalization. Yeah, and no, I don't think that's their reason for doing it. They they got other uh, ulterior, ulterior motives, I'd say. I, I couldn't put my finger on it, but it's always been that suspect when it first started about anything that the government does. So, I mean, we're all just taking our chances, man, out here with these people, man.
So I just basically, like yeah. I, I mean, what? I mean, you can take your druthers, but that's what they used to say: take your druthers, and uh, that's the way it is, man. I mean, I'm just trying to stay back from all the because it's like it's overwhelming now. Everything is just, you know, from products to anything you think of, it's overwhelming, man. Society yeah. itself is overwhelming. But don't let it overwhelm because it's, it shouldn't. That's exactly, I think, the their point is to overwhelm us while they get away with murder. Yeah, I, I understand that. I mean, it, it's not It's really quite point. simple. These are people who are out for self. They're out for themselves, not out for progress. They they want to roll back the clock on progress. So who are they out for? They're out for self. Are they a small are yeah, a small I, base? No, I, I, right, I understand that. And I don't I don't give in or give up. I just think right. that it's uh it's fatiguing to try to get <laughs> the idea across. Yeah, that's like true. I was, I was trying to go into yesterday a little bit about religion. It's not even no sense to talk about it because it's going to just keep going on and on because that particular genre has been so saturated and diluted mm-hmm. by society in itself that it, it, it's like, uh, what, what you call it, it's, it, it's uh, been penetrated into people's psyche, into their norms, and they can't reject it. They basically, you can't even reject it. Well, religion is personal, it but is. people have constantly yeah. tried to politicize that as well. Yeah. For their own yeah. personal so gain. Many. My thing was there's so many. Like I asked a lady that we was having that, I leave that alone. It's like I said, how many are there? She couldn't even say that. I know it's hundreds. So it's like, uh, I can make my own. I can create one, whatever. But it's just, I, I don't have an issue with that. The issue I have with it, if we all bleed that way, why is there so many darn problems? that we can't solve ourselves, not even looking at the government. Mm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. aside from that, they tried it by, you know, church of size and stuff, and different politicizing it, but it should have been a concrete effort made to make sure we had good, natural, wholesome food, places to stay for poor people, and people, rich people don't have to worry about it. You know, all kind of stuff, man. All right. Well, Ron, it looks like uh, our conversation has sparked other people to call. So Ooh, let's man, see what they have to say. You- Yeah, I hope they got something to put in on it so we can move this thing right along. That's right. Thank you, Ron. You have a good day. You too, Ron. Thank you for getting it popping here on Community Speaks. This morning, you can call us, 813-239-9663. And, of course, my my sister Irene is in there to take your telephone calls. My sister in broadcast, that is. 813-239-9663. Or you can write me, dj at wmf.org. Let me go and see... Uh, Go to St. Pete and see what Pablo has to add to the conversation here on Community Speaks. Go ahead, Pablo. You say what? Hello, good morning, Mambili. Honestly, I'm just calling to to give thanks. You know, I listen to you a lot, but um, you make the life in this community better just by being you. Hey, thank you, I just wanted to say respect for, for holding it down, you know, and saying what needs to be said when it needs to be said. All right. I appreciate that, Pablo, and I'm going to keep doing that. All right. Blessings to you, my brother. Same to you, Pablo. Happy New Year. 813-239-9663. I'm going to go to Dade City, see what John has to say. And uh, go ahead, John. You're on the air. You say what? Hey, well, uh, I was just listening to your previous caller discussing mm-hmm. the vaccines, and I'm a, I'm a provider. I write orders. And, oh, okay. Um, and uh, so... What I'd like to say is uh, people should be uh, should have a lot of caution about uh, and become informed in so far as uh, 
taking uh, any mRNA vaccine, specifically the COVID, um, if you look in into, and this is, although it's not mainstream pop publicized, uh, there are uh, quite a number of esteemed people uh, uh, in the medical field, physicians, um, that are derided now for their opinions on um, the COVID vaccines, uh, whereas prior to the COVID vaccines, these people were renowned uh, people in the medical field. I can personally uh, 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 state that uh, um, I, I see patients and I get the stories firsthand uh, as to um, adverse reactions to the vaccines. I personally know of two physicians, one 43 and another one 49, who, quote, died, you know, hashtag died suddenly. Very healthy people. All right, John, I appreciate that call. But you know what? Those are anecdotal, and that kind of fear is exactly the kind of disinformation we really do not need. I appreciate your call, but I'm not going to, I'm not going there with you, George. Those, those are anecdotes that are intended to in- increase fears of a vaccine that is not in, it has not shown a large-scale deaths since the vaccine has come out. Jerry from Clearwater, you say what? Yes, sir. Uh, I've got a sure four things to say. The first, your your uh, caller prior to that fella, uh, the, the one thing with the government that I agree with him on is, you know, we have a lot of resources in this country, and we should not have the problems we do. On that, I will agree with him. Yeah. His suspicions on the vaccine, I can understand that in a way. But the fact is, it's available to everyone. They're not saying this specific group should be the one that takes it. Now, there Except have here been in Florida. some unreported uh, adverse reactions, which we agreed to in the formulation of that vaccine. People with lupus, people with autoimmune disorders should be very careful. Now, it nearly killed my wife, but nonetheless, the rest of us took it. But my wife has systemic lupus. Mm-hmm. And even at that thing, the way you got to look at it is if... One person dies out of 100,000 because of a particular thing, but those other 100,000 are kept alive. The 999, you know what I mean, are kept alive. You've got to weigh it out. And I'm speaking from experience because my wife nearly died, but it did not stop myself, my daughter, or my son from following through and taking the vaccine ever since. My wife just doesn't take it. And people with kidney failure and people with lupus should stay the hell away from it. But in in the meantime, everybody else should jump on the bandwagon and roll the dice. I mean, if I put you in a room and said, look here, you know, there, there. Here's a hundred bulletproof vests. One of them is defective, but every single person that walks through that door is going to get shot. Now, here's a hundred of you. 
get going. Are you going to say, I don't want to invest because I don't trust it? <laughs> no. Exactly. Exactly. Jerry, I well, think thank that's... Thank you yeah. very, very much for taking my call. You keep it up, buddy. I appreciate it. You are truly a voice in the darkness that needs to be enlightened and heard. You thank take you. care. You too, Jerry. And thank God you. God bless, buddy. Same to you. Thank and thanks you. again for taking my call. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling. Right. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye, Jerry. And that, that's an important point to make, you know, because of the antidote doesn't mean, you know, everybody should stop <laughs> vaccinating themselves. And we need, we've always needed vaccines for other reasons before now. So all of a sudden, the anti-vaxxers are going, uh, still trying to get some kind of sway out of this. But I, I think that we have to push back. Go ahead, George from Ebor City. You've been waiting patiently. You say what? Hi, I just want to know if you're aware of a study in in uh, last July of Ohio and Florida that nearly, look across the country, but mainly in Ohio and Florida, 43% more Republicans died of COVID than Democrats. That's almost a double. I've, I've been aware of that, yeah. Doesn't, But isn't that amazing, though, that you would see that and then people still wouldn't change their behavior? I think, yeah, a lot of people's behavior late of late has been fascinating me. But, yeah. I was also wondering if you saw um, the other, I think about a week ago or so, there's been, there's been comments in the news about Seth MacFarlane talking to Bill Maher about the vaccine. Did you see that episode? No, I don't watch those. I don't watch Bill Maher, but I think I've heard about, yeah, those two talking about the vaccine. I, I think you should watch that one because I, I think everybody should because it's a perfect example of, I think, of a common scenario. Bill Maher is a millionaire. He's not stupid, not at all. <laughs> but he had, and you can see in the, in the, in the conversation, you can see where he has, his knowledge is just twisted. And Seth MacFarlane, and most guests will not stand up to Bill Maher. They're afraid to stand up to him, or they don't know how to. Right. But Seth MacFarlane, they've known, those two have known each other for decades. And Seth stands up to him and explain, tries to explain to him over and over, and he still doesn't get it. And I'm just saying this is a good example of two people talking anywhere in America. So, so I... I I think you should mm-hmm. watch that. It's um, Seth MacFarlane talking to Bill Maher mm-hmm. on Club Random, his his show. Okay. I, I'm going to do it, George. I'm going to go watch it. Yeah. Just so All I right. can be That's aware of what happened. Say. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you, George. Thank you. Thank you for calling. 813-239-9663 is the number called. This looks like this is the issue. The vaccine is the issue that we want to talk about. So, Tim from Zephyr Hills, go ahead. You say what? I say uh, um, I'm listening to some of your callers. Uh, I wonder if yourself or any of these people have any medical background. Do you have any medical background? No, I'm a citizen who (laughs) I'm a citizen who has to know what they're putting in their body. Medical education. uh, Yeah, I have a little bit. I had a little bit. Okay, if you okay, well, I have several degrees. Good, and Tim. I take care of patients. 
And um, if you look in the circular for the vaccines, you know, the, uh, the accompanying information, in that uh, it states that there is no um, guarantee that the vaccine will be effective. But it has been effective. Well, um, it's only effective when it is effective for about 30 days. <laughs> okay, well, and that's many, not true. How many? I've had three vaccinations myself, so I can speak with some authority as a person who has had the vaccines. And uh, uh, I can tell you clinicians like myself, are they're not taking any more of these shots. All right, they may. I get a get a letter from this uh, U.S. Surgeon General as a as a provider uh, recommending that uh, we we recommend this to patients, and I have been recommended by my uh, physician as well. But one thing people should be looking into if they've had the vaccinations is uh, asking for a uh, spike protein check. And if you look into the spike protein um, uh, uh, online, some authoritative figures who discuss this, the spike protein is um, is uh, a problem uh, that um, is not being widely discussed about, uh, but uh, is uh, something that can cause significant uh, adverse um reactions to the vaccine are you still there yeah oh yeah so serum spike protein uh and when you get that check you can also ask ask your physician to uh check an immunoglobulin panel that will tell if if you've actually had the disease the spike protein is supposed to go away uh two weeks after you've had the vaccine it's kind of like the mechanical tool that allows the vaccine to work, okay? Okay. And so uh, I checked mine uh, over a year after, once I started doing my own research into into the vaccine, and uh, more than a year after I'd had my third vaccination, I had an elevated spike protein uh, when the normal level within normal limits is less than one. And so uh, I was, I am now taking a, a combination of uh, uh, medications to resolve the spike protein. But when uh, the spike protein is, as the, the research is accumulating, uh, can cause many um, uh, issues with various organ dysfunction including uh, it crosses the blood-brain barrier. All right. I think I appreciate that, Tim. We got to get some more telephone calls in, but these so-called spike proteins, that is what makes a tempting target for the potential vaccines and treatments like the Pfizer vaccine, the Moderna vaccine, is based on the virus's genetic instructions for building the spike protein. And, you know, we could talk about that all day, but we're going to go ahead and get some more callers in before we have to get out and make room for It's the Music Monday, which is coming your way next hour following headlines from public National Public Radio. Go ahead, Carter. You're on Community Speaks. Hey, man. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, all I want to say is, uh, first of all, I had the first corona when there was no vaccine. Mm-hmm. 
spent eight hours in the hospital with IVs in the Corona ward. It's nothing to screw around with. And for somebody to call up and tell you that he's got all this knowledge, but he doesn't give you any quali- qualifying degrees, he's a cl- clinician. So what does he do? He mops the floors in the clinic. <laughs> you know, all I'm telling you is get the vaccine. That's my suggestion. Yeah. If some get it and it doesn't work, like you say, it's not going to work for everybody. But going back to that other gentleman that talked about the room full of 100 bulletproof vests, I'll take the bulletproof vest every day. <laughs> you know? You better know and it. I'll That's get right. the vaccine. Ever since I had that first corona, I've gotten every damn vaccine available. Right. And boosted. I don't, ha- I don't have any side effects. Right. And I've not had it again. Right, right. And you'd rather, you know, not have to go through that again. Hell no. It's not a party, I tell you that. Now, I hear that from a lot of people. They were anti-vaxxer all the way until they got it and regretted it. Well, I was not even an anti-vaxxer. It wasn't right. available when I got right. it. Right, yeah, you It was you were pre-vaccine. No, I, I was brought up from a young age. You get your vaccines. My parents right. didn't hurt me. Me too. Me too. They didn't rely on yeah. some prayer or somewhere. They, they went and did what they believed in science. Yeah, and then I heard him say he was doing research on the computer. Right there he shot himself. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's all I had to say. I, I, I'm a big fan of getting the vaccine. Yeah, because vaccine uh, saves lives. For you. It may work for you and it may not, but you'll never know if you don't do That's it. That's right. You still you're still not gonna know. And the one thing we did know is that the coronavirus as a disease will kill you. It sucks. I'm telling you, it's horrible. I've been in the corona ward. It's an ugly picture. When you when you're laying there, you're not feeling good, you're on IVs and you see him cart a dead person by. That I saw. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So for somebody to get on here and talk, and then he let it slip. He was doing his research on the computer. <laughs> you don't know what the hell he's talking about. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Carter. All right, man. Appreciate that. Go to Jeff and Sefner and see what Jeff has to add before we get out. Go ahead, Jack. You say what? Hey, hey my village. Hey. Um, thank you for taking my call, and thank you for your show. This was, it's really good to you know get the message out to people. Um, thank you. I just wanted to say that my primary care doctor, I, I went to her two months ago. Uh, she's Tampa General. And um, she recommended that I take the COVID shot, which I did, and also take the pneumonia shot, I guess, because of my age, because I'm 65. Mm-hmm. And when the COVID shot first came out, I took all four of them, but I didn't take the flu shot or um, any pneumonia shot. And about during the winter months, I started getting really bad you know, chest congestion and had woke up in the middle of the night one night, you know, and couldn't breathe mm. and, um, you know, was concerned, but, um, I didn't, I didn't go to the doctor or anything. I just kind of wrote it out. I thought maybe it was a side effect of, you know, the COVID shots. Cause I took four of them. I'd taken so many of them and, um, eventually it just got better. And, um, but this year when I took the pneumonia shot and the COVID shot, I've, I've made it through winter so far, you know, knock on wood. Um, and I mean, yes. I breathe a lot better. I just, I haven't had any chest congestion or anything like that and no shortness of breath. And so, you know, I'm a proponent of, of both shots. 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it just increases your eyes of living. And my, my doctor, I really love her. I think she's probably one of the smartest people in the world. Um, you know, so, yeah. and Tampa General, they, they've done well for me. They've helped me, you know, get through cancer and um, they've done a pretty good job, you know, with that. I think I have a few side effects to that, but, you know, I'm surviving that. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I, I say if your doctor tells you to do something, you know, unless you, like these guys are saying, unless you have a medical degree and, and you know um, better than them. But wh- I do want to say one thing, though. Um, the doctor, my primary care doctor, she came down with symptoms for COVID. And I asked her, I said, well, then did you take the vaccine? And she said no, but she treated it herself. Um, so there is a treatment, you know, um, that can help you once if you do have the symptoms. And I, I think what she was saying is that, you know, once it's too late to take the the vaccine, if it's not going to help you, it's not a life sentence. There is other treatment available. But mm. she highly recommended Because I, I started getting a little skeptical, you know, when she said that she didn't take the vaccine. Right. I said, well, you know, why are you recommending that I take the vaccine? And she said, because it will stop you from getting it. And I, I had already, when when she got positive for it, she said she knew that she needed to do alternate things to, to stop it from progressing. Yeah. So... That's yeah. pretty much it in a nutshell. Well, Jack, I appreciate that story. Thank you for that. You're very welcome. Go to Riverview and see what Travis has to say in the last five minutes here on Community Speaks. You can also see if you can get in and uh, email DJ at WNF.org. Go ahead, Travis, from Riverview. You say what? Hey, man. Good morning. Um, morning. I say that uh, I got all the uh, COVID shots, never got COVID. Mm-hmm. And I did uh, follow the rules about keeping your distance. And, yeah. But people that I know that did come down with COVID were all the ones that did not get the COVID vaccines. And on top of that, that did not uh, mask. And particularly, a friend of mine uh, in Tennessee, Kentucky, very hardcore uh, religious uh, conservative, and for some reason their church, uh, you know, preached against the vaccine and, <laughs> and against uh, all of that. And lo and behold, come to find out, after uh, going out in the town for a lunch break, she caught vaccine uh, COVID, mm-hmm. and it was so horrible. She had to quarantine. She had to do all of that. She said it was like an elephant sitting on her chest, wow. how bad it was. But uh, luckily, she did survive. But then I asked her, you know, after checking on her uh, a month later, hey, so did you get the COVID vaccine? Or are you eligible? Oh, well, I'm not going to get it. And I said, well, well, why wouldn't you get it? Because I know that there's antibodies and whatnot. But even two years later, I said, I asked her, no, I, I just, I'm not getting it. And I said, okay, well, you know, it's like the flu. It, there's a new strain every year now. So mm-hmm. they have new vaccines to help combat it. And the thing is, yeah, you may still get the flu, but it just won't be as bad. So you may still get corona, but right. it just won't be as bad. It is bad. bad. You won't die yeah, either, it, most likely. Exactly. You won't die. You won't end up in ICU or something. But she refuses 
to this, but she still refused to get the vaccine. And she got it so bad, COVID. Now she has long, what do they call it, long COVID. So she has uh, been losing her hair and she had to get a prosthetic, you know, I guess wig uh, mm. to cover it. And now her her primary, her doctor is kind of like using her as a case study uh, to track her uh, recovery. But even, you're talking about a young, I mean, not that young, but 40-year-old uh, who, you know, she's a mom, she's a, a wife, she's a worker. But uh, she, even after losing uh, a significant part of her hair, she still, and knowing that it was coronavirus, refuses the vaccines. And uh, I think a lot of it has to do with some type of, I don't know, this cultish beliefs or Mm. anti-vaxxers or I don't know where all that comes from it's probably all playing a role because you know she's gotten complacent once she's gotten it and didn't die so a lot of anti-vaxxers believe there's a natural immunity called herd immunity so she's probably thinking that way and yeah she's gotten complacent and hopefully somebody can get to her and tell her you know remember (laughs) when you had it yeah but she should have got it in the first place which i'm not here to tell people what to do right that's everybody's choice but of course our Surgeon General of Florida is telling I know. people, or that's which is just ridiculous. It is. But again, he was appointed by Ron DeSantis. <laughs> yeah, and I think this was intended to give a shot in the arm to his presidential campaign for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> well played. That's good words. Uh, but thank you for taking my call, man. It's a good uh, convo, and uh, you have a good, good, good day. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for calling. Uh, okay. Bye. This is Community Speaks here on. Your non-commercial radio station, WMNF. It looks like I'm going to be out of time right now. So I'm going to go ahead and get out make room for headlines from National Public Radio News. And up next, next hour is going to be uh, back. We're going to get back to the music with It's the Music Monday. So keep it tuned right here to WMNF Radio for the rest of the day as programming continues. Thank you for joining me here on Community Speaks. This is Patro Mobili and uh, stay tuned for National Public Radio News and it's the music with Blanny Whaling. Keep it 